Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. We're here to preview the 2023 RBC Canadian Open. It's going to be a wild one. First time playing at this golf course and so much more. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am on Twitter at BDN Trick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm, I'm good. Uh, are you able to see me? Uh, your camera's messed up, but your volume's working. That's all I was worried about, but yeah. It's all good. I wonder what's going on there. No idea. It's technology. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So if Are it you... cleans up, it cleans up. If not, okay. Uh, right. As long as, as long as the audio is working, which it is, that's all I care about. I think. Okay. So um, yeah, good stuff there. Weird. Um, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm Sorry. great. I'm great. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's just uh, I was watching that one and I was like, I hope he answers me here in a minute. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But um, we were talking a little bit before the show. Thoughts about the memorial? Because I know you said you didn't get to watch the weekend, but I was thoroughly impressed with the overall the entire week of the tournament. I know there are some guys that missed, but it's because it was a it was like the best test of golf without going U.S. Open crazy is the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um it it, it, I, it i wish i got got to watch it because i didn't watch it. i was playing golf but it, that's fun golf to watch to me is when it's you know uh, winning scores under 10 under and you know pars are a good score and the last three holes are playing really tough and it's you know it's one of those tournaments that uh ends up being really good because guys get bunched up on the leaderboard you shoot five under like scotty scheffler does on sunday and you go from 30th to third you know so pretty yeah, incredible yeah Saturday, I always love that golf course. It's one of my favorite tournaments of the year. I would love to go play that course someday. It, it would eat my lunch, but it'd be just one of those kind of like be pretty sweet because it's a perfect golf course the way I look right. at it. And when you when you listen to that, and one of the great things I like twofold, Jack was on the coverage a lot because for those that live under a rock and listen to the show for some reason, it's Jack's place. So I figure you knew that by now. But um A, it was kind of sad because he started to remind me of when Clint Eastwood gets in the booth at, at Pebble, where he's kind of losing a few steps. And I'm like, oh, no, we're getting closer to that point of this. But at the same time, it was great to get his perspective on everything just because he would sit there and talk about how, like, the 16th, the part through 16th was just destroying dudes. Like, you basically had to bail out and miss in the rough for the bunkers on the right. Otherwise, you're screwed. And um, he said he'd eat lunch with, like, Rory and the guys, and he takes notes every year. And then he goes, and he's like, I'm going to change 16 next year to, like, do different things. He just It's cool. He's always wanting to adjust it to – Keep it competitive, but like one of the par fives was like super easy to reach. Like Rory was going driver seven iron, and so um, so he was going driver seven iron, and that just uh, Jack's like maybe I have to move the tee boxes back. Stuff along those lines was pretty cool to see. So I don't know. It was a fun tournament. It was funny the Scotty Shuffler thing, like you mentioned. He goes in, he finishes playing his round, he goes back to his house. Starts packing up to go to the airport, and then he decides to go to the airport. He comes back to the golf course, going, "I might have to play some more here until, yeah. Vic, until Vic's finished at seven under." And uh, he's like, "Okay, well now I can go back to the airport now." So uh, it, it, it was just fun to see. I felt for Denny, felt for Denny in a big way. Yeah. That was rough, but his the way he talked about it at the end was a good way to talk about it. Like he was honest. He's like, "I'm heartbroken, but I'm going to learn a lot." So that was good. Um, yeah, it was it was fun. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. The one thing that it keeps reminding me of, I don't know if you care or, or not about this, but 
This is why these elevated events cannot be no cut 60 golfer tournaments or whatever. This is 70 golf. This is horrible. We need these guys because Denny wouldn't have been there. A bunch of these guys wouldn't have been there. Yeah. And, and it's just crazy. Like Lee Hodges was around the leaderboard for a while. You had uh, a bunch of dudes that probably wouldn't have had a chance to be in this tournament. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I, I it, it, making them no cut just sucks. And I think everybody agrees with that. And it's funny because every time an event like this happens, because Tiger said, I'm not going to have mine no cut. Jack's kind of had the same sentiment. And all of a sudden the tone keeps changing. And now it's like, I think I heard recently Mr. Monahan is debating doing cuts but not extending the fields so now that'll be the next topic of conversation. like he goes from 70 to 65 like what are we doing come on dude that's a no yeah. thing <laughs> right so yeah that's about all i got on the memorial it was awesome to watch it was great golf uh any final thoughts on that big vic i feel even say big vic one of course he was named yeah. he birdied 17 which was one of the hardest holes in the world to birdie so kudos to him i'm with you yeah now victor was we we saw that coming for a while and and he got it done there at that tournament, so not surprising to me. Yeah, he's he's won the uh, he's won two tournaments now this year. He's been teetering around the majors. It'll be interesting. And then, <laughs> real quick, you see what Vic was doing on Monday? Yeah, he uh, he caddied <laughs> for his buddy. Well, thirty six yeah. holes today, yeah. and it was great because the footage on the PGA Tour app. He after the, at the tee box, he's asking the USGA officials, "Hey, how many uh, water spots do you got out there to to pick up you know bottles of water?" <laughs> And his buddy goes, that sounds like someone that's a little dehydrated yeah, right I, now. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I was like, I love Vic. If you think you can't love Vic more, he's, he's finding a way to bring in. So that's always good stuff. But let's go to the RBC Canadian Open. We have the U.S. Open next week. So we still have some big dogs here just because of the event that it is uh, with RBC and some other guys. But as a whole, not a great event, which you kind of expect leading into a major after an elevated event. And you're going to go through some passive in history, but it's a whole new golf course. This is going to be a gigantic yeah. cluster this week. Yeah. No, it, none of this matters, but Rory won this back to back. Last year was at St. George's. He won 19 uh, under two shots over Tony Finau. The year before that, which was 2019, it was, they didn't have this event in 2021 or 2020 or 2020. Um, he, that was at Hamilton. He shot 22 under seven shots over, Shane Lowry and Webb Simpson. Dustin Johnson was the 2018 winner. John, Johnny Vegas was back-to-back at Glen Abbey uh, in 2017-2016. Jason Day passed winner. Brant Snedeker, who I didn't even realize, uh, had major like chest surgery and hadn't played golf in six months and goes and makes the cut last week. I don't know if you – Yeah, he, he, uh, he hadn't played since the Fortnite. And I, Mayo had the best comment on his like, Saturday show. He's like – and that's PGA reporting in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. knew. I mean, nobody knew. The dude's having major surgery. Nothing. Nobody. <laughs> there's no clue where the guy's at. Like, just, I mean, like, at least. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I'm with I you. I thought he was I just mean, like an old school veteran. Like, I want to take some time off. I don't need to make money right now. I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's wild to me. I mean, I, I think part, probably part of that is he, he doesn't have a big social media presence. So he's not out there reporting it. And, and he is older guys. So he doesn't really give a shit if other people know about it. But yeah. That, that that's a good point by my for sure yeah it's just like it's just in a nutshell like you know we had we were all happy last week tweeting or texting back and forth that Berger was going to play in the u.s open qualifier and then he had to withdraw because he's still messed up but we still don't know exactly what's the whole thing like that's a whole other situation so yeah it's it's wild wild times yeah. on the pga tour um so yeah this course oakdale golf and country club if you guys watch our show then you obviously know who jeff feinberg is 
This is his home course. He's all over the place talking about it. He's tweeting stuff out. He's he's stalking Tommy Fleetwood, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, there's another guy. I can't remember who else he was talking about on today's show that um, basically Mayo said, don't pit, don't put money on this guy because he's going to have a restraining order by the end of the week. Um, Moronk. Yeah. He was out following Moronk, Moronk, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I almost tweeted to him because he put pictures of all. Were you in his back pocket? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's right up in there. But uh, yeah, he's he's all over. I, you got to love Jeff. Jeff's one of a kind. But um yeah, he's if you really want the breakdown of the golf courses, just listen to Jeff. That's his place. But the gist of it is it's Oakdale has created has three golf courses on the premises. It's a country club. Three golf courses, and they're combining pieces of all three to enter. It's like it's like five, five, and eight or something. Like it's I don't think it's a perfect six, six, six uh, of the three courses, but it's it's gonna be kind of a mess. It's a par seventy-two, uh, less than seventy three hundred yards when it's all said and done. Uh, lots of tree line fairways. Um, it's very, very, very thick rough. That is very evident. But the, the the fairways are gettable. That's not the problem. So if you're hitting out of the fairway, then it turns into a wedge fest because it's not a super long course. It's three par fives. Most of them you should be able to get there in two and get some good eagle chances. It looks like uh, the par threes aren't too tricky. You got 12 par fours, uh, five are under 400 yards. So they're short par fours. Again, the wedge thing. But then um, a handful are 450 to 500. But again, like this could turn into a bomb, bomb and gouge thing. This could turn into a hit a three wood and get a good, you know, 140 out situation. We don't know because we're completely speculating. But they say the back nine super easy compared to the front nine. So we could get some fireworks on Sunday, which could be fun at least if the worst thing is considered. What the, the rumor on the street is, because there's like no rain, looks like weather's going to be fine. If the course, if guys are finding fairways and it's as easy as it sounds, this could be a minus 20 plus type tournament birdie fest like get hot with the putter situation and if that's the case then just start throwing darts people because it's going to get uh, real interesting out there so what kind of stats are you looking at because you know there's the usual suspects and maybe you spice up something else i don't know yeah i mean it's um it's it's your normal i, I feel like uh like early season pj tour event where yep. you know tw- like you said 20 under is going to win it's a resort s- style even though it's not a resort course but Obviously, they're not going to make it super difficult because most of the time it's just the members playing there. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you have a really good model for like resort style courses, that's what I would probably lean on. I mean, it's birdie or better, um, you know, uh, opportunities gained if you're on Fancy National, uh, whatever would it lead somebody to making a birdie? Um, obviously, just need a hot putter. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you can get uh, luck box putting, that might be the stat to look for this week. That's massive. That's the one to look at in a big, big way. But let's just get at it. Let's talk DK for the week. You got three guys over ten thousand dollars. You got Rory at eleven five. Burns is up to ten five. You never know which guy is going to show up for this event. And then Mister Hatton, Tyrell Hatton's at ten two. Uh, who you liking up here? Yeah. Um, it's Rory, obviously. I really expected Rory to just win last week. I'm surprised. His Did, wedge game was horrific. On Sunday? Yeah. That's what cost him, and that's what makes me wonder about this tournament now. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's still Rory in this field. Um, I mean, he's head and shoulders above the rest of these guys. So, but the problem with that is, like we were talking about before the show, like there's not a lot of options down low. So I probably won't play anybody up here. But if I did for sure, it would be t- it would be Hatton. Um, I mean, just coming in with really good form, twelfth, fifteenth, fifth in his last three starts. If you go back four starts, he's got a third place finish there. Just solid, solid golf. He's going to win soon. Will it be this week. I don't know. I don't know if this place is, you know, what 
would suit his game necessarily, but um, yeah, I could see him winning a U.S. Open or even a Open Championship this year. Yeah, hundred percent with you. Like Rory's great, and could the wedge game flip? Of course, he's still over the last twenty four rounds. He's ninth from proximity of one hundred to one twenty five. But if you go one twenty five to one fifty, he's one hundred thirtieth in his field. That just shows you the difference in his wedge game right now. It's all over the board. Um, and his fairways gained is 136th in this field. So I feel like he was picking at little things. Fine, he's still first in strokes, tee to green. So he's got that going for him, which is what you really want to see at a course like this. But I'm with you. I just can't trust Sam Burns. So I'll just if he gets it, he gets it. I'm just going to miss out on that. And I love Tyrell Hatton. We've, we've liked him a lot all season. The, the results have been great. He's second in my model. He's fourth in DK scoring, which in an event, which is a heavy birdie situation, DK scoring is something I actually do look at a little bit. So – that, that's a big one with, with Hatton. Uh, he's fifth in the par fours, 450 to 500. He's great at finding the fairways, great tee to green. He's second just behind Rory in the last 24 rounds. In the wedge game, we're looking at he's 13th from 100 to 125, 15th from 125 to 150. Like I, I want to say this now, but it's golf, so it'll probably bite me in the ass come like Friday afternoon. Hatton's really good at grinding out pars and not getting bogeys, and he can get really hot and get the birdies. So it's one of those things like just get to the weekend and maybe have a big round type thing. So I, I like Hatton at 10-2 quite a bit. 9K range, now where it gets real fun. You got Fitzpatrick at 99. Connors, the uh, the chairman of the board at this event, at 98. Justin Rose at 97. Fleets is down at 96. Honestly, I would have thought Fitz or Fleets could have found their way into the 10, honestly. Uh, Lowry at 94. Cam Young at 93. Sahith Tagala at 92. Cooch up to 91. That tells you the strength of this field. So what are you liking in this range? Cooch fresh off a uh, 84 on Sunday last week, too. Yep. So Looking real good. <laughs> there was three eighties on Sunday. I think uh, I saw something like the, the triple bogeys per round was all, all, double digits in a couple rounds. It was just wild. It was a great crazy. golf course, man. It was yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. It was a true test. Um, I've got Fitzpatrick checked off. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll leave his and your really his analysis up to you. I, I don't know that this birdie fest type place is going to be where you want to play Fitzpatrick, but you tell me Corey Connors, obviously Canadian, uh, this is the national tournament, um, so I do expect him to make the cut. I I like Justin Rose quite a bit. I think Corey Connors is going to be really highly owned. I think Tommy Fleetwood is going to be really high, highly owned. And right in between them, Justin Rose, 9,700. Uh, hasn't missed a cut since the API back in March. Uh, two consecutive top 12s. Um, just playing really solid golf. He's got a win this year. like him quite a bit. And then Lowry at 94 I think is playable as well. He He flashed some form last week and actually was up uh, toward the top of the leaderboard on Thursday, kind of fell back a little bit on on Friday, but uh, solid round Saturday and then one over yesterday. So not terrible for for Lowry and and he is playable. But I, I really I think I'm probably going to start my lineup with Justin Rose. Uh, Rose is number one in my model. He's second in approach, ninth to green, first in par fours, four fifty to five hundred. Third and opportunities gained. They just want more stats. I got him. Like he's just he's ninth in par fives. Like he's just lot like it's a great play at ninety seven hundred bucks. Like I it's one of those if he misses the cut, so be it. Like I'm cool with that. He's really solid here. And he seems like in reality, like if we want to think about this course, compare it to maybe the Pebble Beach program, sort of. Kind yeah. of like yeah. he, he did win that this year. And that's kind of the similar field, similar scoring situations I'm looking at. Not similar golf courses, but yes, 100. percent As yeah, far as like kind of birdie fest, behind it. yes, yeah. not a very not a very strong field at all whatsoever. I agree. Yeah, so like Rosie stands out at 9,700 bucks with you. I'll, I'll play Fitz at 99 just for the reasons you mentioned with Connors being popular, and I think if anybody plays in the 10k range, Hatton is the guy. Yeah. So Fitz might get a little overlooked here. 
Um, he's been better in birdie events. Like he still scored relatively well to win the RBC Heritage. That's something to think about. Uh, he is 20th in my model, but uh, sixth in the par fives, fourth in the par fours we're looking at, sixth in DK scoring. Just find the fairways. That's kind of been his issue from time to time. But if you can find the fairways, he's going to be pretty solid here. So I do like Fitz at 99. And then I like Fleet's, Fleetwood a lot, but I'm with you. I think he's going to be super popular. So that's a bit tilting to me. Uh, well, maybe we'll get different somewhere else. I don't know, but he's seventh in my model. He's playing really good golf as well. The only other guy I, I'm pretty torn on, like Kuchar rates out great. It's just, man, 9,100 bucks for Kuch is, is like – you need a guy to probably top five it up here. <laughs> I don't know if Cooch can do that. Um, the guy I'm curious about, and you didn't mention him, and usually you're on him, and this was my one and done last week, and he shit the bed for me, is Tigala. Because when we've seen Tigala play like, you know, TPC Scottsdale or some of these more birdie fest events, he's been up there every time. Uh, if you look at his overall stats the last 24 rounds, it's not pretty. He can't find a fairway. His opportunity gains are rough because he's not finding the fairway. The last few tournaments have been tough if you're in the rough. Uh, his wedge game has been kind of sketchy. So, like, he's rating out pretty rough right now. But when you talk about birdie fest, Sahith has shown up quite a bit this season. So, he's on my radar. I don't have him locked in right now, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on Tagala. Yeah, I don't. I mean, my model doesn't really like him. I haven't been playing him because he has been getting more popular every week. So, he's not that low-owned guy that, uh, that was kind of sneaky. Yeah, he's 87th. Six, eight months ago. Do what? He's 87th in my model. They don't they don't like him at all. It's just one of those I Yeah, I mean, it's just the stats aren't great yet. 45% of the greens last week and 41% of the fairways yeah. and could not scramble worth of anything. So I, I don't know, man. I, maybe he figures out this week. I just don't. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, 8K range. You got Keith Mitchell at 89, Benny on at 88, had 87, Moronk 86, Vincent from Canada, at 85, Hogard at 84, uh, Aberg at 83, Ludwig Edberg, the uh, college player of the year, I believe. So he got his exemptions. Uh, Bramlett at 82, Nick Taylor at 81, and Michael Kim at 8,000. We're starting to get that drop off pretty quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, Moronk, I do have checked off. Uh, you know, he's mostly been a European tour guy, but he uh, did play the PJ Championship shot or finished 40th there. Um, Made the cut Honda, Honda Classic. Genesis made the cut. Missed the cut at the API. Missed the cut at the Masters. But I do have him checked off. Yeah, Aberg. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm assuming that that's how you say it. Aberg. I think so. That's what I'm going yeah. with. Yeah, he's the guy from Texas yeah. Tech. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yes, he's very playable at 8300. And most people, especially in your big contests, aren't going to know who that is unless they're listening to a lot of, you know, DFS content. Michael Kim at 8,000. Dude's just been playing really well. He did miss the cut to Byron Nelson, but came back with a sixth-place finish at the Charles Schwab, which was his last start uh, a couple weeks ago, and before that was seventh at the Wells Fargo. So for the range, like that's not bad, uh, 8,000 bucks for Michael Kim, which is way too high, but it is what it is. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, Benny on an 89 is someone I'll keep my eye on. He uh, 48th last week, but the 58th at PGA Championship, 59 at Wells Fargo. The finishes has not been great, but his stats say he's great, really good. Sixth, uh, sixth in my model, first off the tee, third tee to green, second in par four, third in his wedge game. Uh, so Benny on at 88, just can you putt? That's the tradition unlike any other with Benny on. Moronk at 86. <laughs> he he withdrew. Been on withdrew. Uh, oh, he did? Well, yeah, I can this morning. unstar that one. Yep, um, take him off. There we go. Uh, Moronk at 86 is definitely in play, like you said. Nikolai Hogard is interesting to me at 84 as well. Um, missed cut at the Memorial, but 50th at PGA, 33rd at Mexico Open. He's another one of those European guys that's been playing pretty well over there. 
uh, Ludwig Aberg or Aberg. Yeah, like you said, the, the college he he won the uh, NCGA, so he's got an exemption through twenty twenty four, I believe. That's the new program they have him play. Very good golfer, so I think he's definitely played eighty three hundred bucks. One guy that ranks sixteenth in my model, but I can't bring myself to do it's Nick Taylor. He's a Canadian too, and uh, he plays well at these kind of birdie fest events. So he might be a guy I need to dig into some more. His uh, par five scoring is horrible. Or last twenty four rounds, his wedge game is not ideal, but he's a uh, sixteenth in my model. And he could be a guy that uh, you get for like super low ownership. And then I'm with you on Michael Kim. I have Michael Kim checked off as well. Good form coming in. Seventy five to seventy nine. You got Eric Cole, Smalley, Wise, McNeil, or Aaron Wise, McNeely. Pendrith, Rye, Harry Hall, uh, Michael Forbinson, Brandon Wu, Lee Hodges, Sam, my boy, Sam Stevens, uh, Vincent Norman, and that is it in this range. Did you say Brendan Todd at the top? Uh, maybe I missed him. Brendan Todd at seventy nine. Yes, he's in there. I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying play him. I like yes. uh, Harry Hall at seventy six. Uh, coming off the third place finish at the Charles Schwab, should have won it. Had a terrible weekend, but you know it's his first time in contention. 7600 bucks for him. I like him quite a bit. Sam Stevens, of course, 7500 Four straight make cuts. I played him. I actually played him last weekend, and uh, I had a team that was 6-6 six six and uh, did not think for a long time that I was going to cash. I mean, I was not cashing going after Saturday's round. That's nuts. Yeah. All the overpart um, scoring, man. It's like, worth, and, it's like it's worth the getting cut instead. <laughs> almost. And, and and I had Victor on that on that team. Oh, wow. And, and uh, Chef. So the Chef round and obviously the Vic win – Gets me well into the money, so uh, that was fine. But and then last but not least, seventy five hundred. Uh, Vincent Norman uh, mentioned him a couple times over the last couple of weeks. He's got three straight made cuts on tour, made four of his last five. Um, finished eighth at the Byron Nelson a couple of weeks back. So uh, yeah, that it, it's just it's so slim pickings, man. I I can't bring myself to click on a lot of these guys. Yeah, this is where it turns into if you want to eat chalk up top, just play guys down here with them and you're right. going to have some fun. Um, I'm going to start with Eric Cole at 79. He's fifth in my model. He made his name for himself at the Honda and he's been actually playing really well since then. Um, you look at his recent results. He was 24th at the Memorial, miscut the Schwab, 15th at the PGA, 23rd at the Byron Nelson, miscut the Wells Fargo, fifth in Mexico. So when he makes the cut, he usually finishes pretty well. Like I said, fifth in my model. He's a. Um, eighth tee to green, fifth in the proximities we're looking at, and he's ninth in DK scoring. He's 12th not opportunities gained. So if he's finding the fairway, he's going to get you plenty of chances to get some points. Alex Smalley at 78 is another guy I've been looking at. Missed cut last week, but 40th, 23rd, 18th in his previous three events. So he'd be another guy. Um, man, Aaron Rye is 12th in my model. That is terrifying to me. Um, <laughs> I almost uh, clicked his name too. Yeah. but Missed cut, 12th of the Schwab, and then multiple missed cuts in a row. Three straight, Oof. yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's rough. I'm gonna unclick that one real quick. Uh, Brandon Wu at 75. He's 43rd in my model, fourth in the, or he's 16th in the par fours, 350 to 405 of those. Um, he's miscut the last two events, went 23rd, 30. He's playing really good golf before his struggles uh, recently, so he could be interesting. Sam Stevens, of course, that's an obvious call. Uh, he's 14th in my model. He keeps rating well. Last one at least is Lee Hodges. He's third in par fours, 450 to 500. He's a fairway finder which is what we want. He was in contention on Saturday last week. He finished 12th at the Memorial, uh, 29th at Schwab, 55th at the PGA, miscut the Wells Fargo, 73rd in Mexico. So he's another one of those guys that could um, get you some points and uh, surprise you. Uh, if he didn't play so well last week, he might come in lower on. But in this range, he might be kind of popular, actually. Uh, 7K to 74, who are you liking? Hubbard, 7,300. I think you mentioned him last week. Yeah, Maybe that's my a boy. A week, couple weeks, yeah. 30th, 9th, last two starts. 
pretty solid. Nate Lashley, 7,300. Um, coming off a miscut at the Charles Schwab, but before they had made four consecutive cuts. My model likes CT Pan at 7,100. Uh, so I got him checked off. Uh, coming off a fourth place finish at the Byron Nelson. He's not been playing a lot this year. Uh, Carson Young, our boy, 7,100. Yes, Plug him for in. For sure. Plug him in. Um, That's your best, you my know, best deal on the whole slate. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, 21st and 14th, last two starts. Made uh, four of his last five cuts. Um, and does have two top 20s in the previous right before he missed his cut at the Wells Fargo. So uh, Carson Young, last but not least, Brandon Snedeker, man. I mean, $7,000 coming off the 41st place finish at uh, a much tougher track than Memorial. So interesting to me. I mean, I, he, he looked good. He was playing well. You make the cut to Memorial in that tournament. I mean, you're worth, in my opinion, playing in this tournament for $7,000. That definitely assumes he's healthy if he's playing that well at the Memorial. Right. So. Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't think he'd come back unless he was. Yep, I'm with you on that one. I think that's a, a good call. Uh, for me, he's going to be very popular now because of his last performance with Lipsky at 74, 16th, or, um, 12th last week, 16th the week before. He's a guy that we've seen flash from time to time, so no problem going to him. Luke List at 74. This is where it gets fun if you want to play some games here. 16th <laughs> last week, 57th at Charles Schwab, 34th at the Byron Nelson, and a bunch of miscuts prior to that. But he's like 7th off the tee last 24 rounds. Par four is 450 to 500. He's eighth. We know he can't putt. He's fifth in opportunities gained. So he's going to give you chances to put up points. It's just a matter of can he find the weekend. And that's, you never know, in a tournament like this, very possible. Ben Martin at 7,300 bucks. He's 19th in my model. He's a fairway finder. He's first in opportunities gained in this field the last 24 rounds. Third in DK scoring. And third in proximity, 125 to 150. So I like Ben Martin quite a bit. Mark Hubbard is 13th in my model. I love him with you there. Nate Lashley. At 73, I like a lot as well. And then I have Carson Young. If I could put more than one star on here, I would. That's pretty easy for me. I like your Schneds call. And the last guy I'll mention is Dylan Wu. He's 10th in my model. He's second in par five scoring, 11th in DK scoring. Um, he's, he's, his wedge game is very, very strong. If you look at recent performances, miscut, miscut, and then he was playing really well. Played at 21st at Wells Fargo, 15th in Mexico. Maybe just need a little breather after these miscuts. And Charles Schwab, he doesn't like Texas. Let's put it that way. He does not like Texas. All right, 6K range. I have like three guys started. Who do you like down here? Yeah, um, it's tough. Uh, I've got a couple. For some reason, my my model likes Peter Kest at $6,100 and Ryan Hall at (laughs) $6,000. Not 100% sure why. I mean, it's got to be some kind of old stats that are probably loaded in there, but you never know. I mean, like there's Ryan Gerard at sixty six hundred. He's one of my guys. Yep. <laughs> um, Van Royen, maybe That's James Hahn, maybe Marty Dew at sixty nine hundred. I mean, it's rough. Sam Bennett, dude. I mean, Sam Bennett coming off the made cut last week. That's one I don't hate. I yeah, don't hate him. At um, all. He, he, that's, he's shown he can play in two tournaments now pretty well. Yeah, right. The Masters and that, but this is a completely different ball game where you're going to have to go low. So. You know, I, we haven't seen him in one of those types of events yet. But uh, I mean, sixty nine hundred bucks—he's worth a worth a stab. But yeah, I don't. I'm not. I I, I won't go below Carson Young. You're not going to play Michael Block at sixty one hundred dollars. I think that's about six thousand too much. Yep. Um, <laughs> after, but, but I hope—is he going to be on feature group coverage? Have we? I, have they said that yet? I have not seen anything on we that. We need him on feature group coverage. We do. Again. Twitter yes. needs him on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> on group coverage, please. It's something to do on Thursday afternoon or morning, <laughs> whenever. 
Um, after Bennett for me, Lucas Glover, his recent form is not great, but he's still 44th on my model. He's uh, second in fair, he's second in good drives, fourth in finding the fairway, seventh in the, in the wedge game. So he could be a dude down here. Kevin Roy rates third in my model. Couldn't tell you uh, many things about Kevin Roy, to be honest. He missed the cut at the Byron Nelson. He finished 18th in Mexico. So I look back even farther. He's pretty much doing really well in the bad events. Birdie events, though. You got that going for you. Uh, he's eighth in par five. So different stats, basically, is what I'm trying to tell you. But he's 6600 bucks. Ryan Gerard is 66 I do like. I'm with you on that one. And then the only other one I'll mention, and I didn't love it, but he's 52nd in my model. He's first in finding the fairways, 10th in opportunities gained. But there's a lot of other things that aren't great. Is Ryan Armour at 6400 bucks? The fact he's a fairway finder and he can give you chances at birdies at 64, I'll take my my, my chances. He's fifth, 50th at the Byron Nelson, 56th at Wells Fargo. Hasn't played since. Don't love it at all, though. But uh, if you have to go deep, I guess that's where you go. All right, let's recap things. 10K and above, who you got? Uh, I mean, Hatton. Yeah, I'll go with you on Hattie. Uh, 9K range. Rose. I'll take Fitz then to be different on this one, but Rose is really solid. Uh, 8K range. Uh, I'm going to say Michael Kim. I'm going to go with um, Ludwig Aberg. I like it. That's what I'm going with. 75 to 79. Um, then, uh, Samuel Stevens. Harry Hall, close second. Stevens is good. I'll go Eric Cole to be a little different at 79. But uh, there's a few I don't mind as much in that range. Now it gets fun. 7K to 74. Carson Young. Yep, Carson Young is the play. I'll take Mark Hubbard. Uh, and then when you go into the 6K range. Um, Sam Bennett. Yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to do that and take Sam Bennett with you. I do not want anything to do with that 6K range at all. No. With all this negativity about value, <laughs> this late, how would you start a cash lineup this week? Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't start a cash lineup at all. Uh, but I would try to get probably Rose, Carson Young, and, and Michael Kim. I was going to say Sneds. I like Sneds at least to make the cut. So yeah. give me Sneds, Carson Young, and probably Kucher if he's only for cut makers. Like I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, but GPP, you can you have some options. So how are you starting a GPP build? Yeah, I mean, like you go Hatton um, and then Hubbard uh, off the good showing last week and the week before that. And then – Man, Moronk. I'll just say this much. I'll let you guys decide how you want to build the rest of your lineups. But give me Carson Young, Mark Hubbard, and Ben Martin. Have all the fun you want with that. Get, get your big big guys up top. Have fun. I'm with you. All right. Now the real fun begins. Picks to win. Rory's five to one. Hatton's twelve <laughs> to one. Sam Burns and Fitz are fourteen. And Cam Young is fourteen. Connors at sixteen. Rosie's eighteen and Fleetwood and Lowry are twenty. And then even that drops off 10 points. It's like DK all over again. Yeah, so um, what are you looking at to win here? Because honestly, if it's a birdie fest, I wouldn't be shocked if someone shows up out of nowhere here. Yeah, uh, Justin Rose, um, 18 there is is not terrible. I mean, Aberg being 60 in his first event, like or well, his first official pro event or whatever, that's ridiculous. Uh, he should be like 120. Harry Hall at 90. I mean, he almost won a couple weeks ago. Lipsky had a you know had a really good couple days there at a hundred to one. So um 
Hubbard at 110. I mean, like, I like that. There's some value there with with some of these guys, with some of these long shots. Yeah, but I like that. Yeah, Hubbard's it's goal. it's not pretty. Carson Young's 150. He feels like he's just so close, to like a couple more birdies from making it happen, type thing. Yeah, but more like a you know top 20 bet on him is not terrible. Yeah, like Sam Bennett's 16 to one to top 10. You could probably get a good top 20 number on him. Yeah, this is a good field to top twenty. Let's put it that way. Go take some darts on some top twenty guys. Yeah, there's some some, long some of the birdie makers. Some of the yeah. birdie makers. Make it have some fun with that. That would be a, an angle to go with. But more importantly, the angle to go with is good luck this week. Yeah. Um, we have the U, we have the U.S. Open next week, which will be another catastrophe, but at least it'll be a fun catastrophe to watch. Of course, right. it's supposed to be beautiful in L.A. That's all I know. And we have a. It's going to be a little bit of a a, a bigger uh, a better field. Yeah, um, at least you have value, basically. The no laying up guys uh, did a uh, a YouTube eighteen hole match at LACC and it looks like it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I've heard nothing but like so many players that have gotten to play it have just raved about the golf course. It's different than a lot of courses you've seen in the past. Like there's big wide fairways. Um, the rough isn't. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it'll probably be worse uh, than what it was on this on on when they played it, but um, the rough doesn't look awful it does look awful around the greens like they have some really high rough right around the greens but um i, I feel like it's gonna be like like a bryson dechambeau type of course you know what i'm saying nice yep. bomb and gouge yep I like it yeah no i can't remember who tweeted it out that uh, it's like a combination of like three different u.s open courses so it's gonna be really fun to have it all come together and uh yep see how it goes and obviously i've never played it because i don't have those luxuries in life so i can't i can't help you with that but it's supposedly down in the heart of la i mean the, the, when they were playing it in the background you saw skyscrapers it's, it's yeah, wild they, yeah it's, it reminds me almost of like well i've been to the coliseum down there and you literally go through like the ghetto to get to it and then like when you play harding park in sf it's like you're in the middle of town yeah. So it's it's a different feel compared to most golf courses we all go to where you're kind of on the outskirts. It's, right. You're like it's 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 a different animal. You're hearing like traffic and you know sirens all the time and stuff. Yep. It's, it's, it's wild. So I'd say I'd say you know it's, it's L.A. Who knows what the hell's going to happen, man? Yeah. You know you know my Dr. Dre and N.W.A. coming through. <laughs> Who knows? Could be. Could be, a, could be a lot of fun. But we'll get that for you guys next week as pricing will probably come out about Friday, give or take, and uh, we'll figure out a time to record that one for you. But. More importantly, enjoy the week. See how it goes. Should be a fun venue. I just don't know how the tournament's going to play out. I'm obviously going to play DK. Jesse's going to play DK. We're not going to not play. No, yeah, but, we can't um, not. We got yeah, Junkies we League, man. Exactly. We can't not play. But it's just one of those like <laughs> we're kind of we've been spoiled lately, and you got this thing kind of thrown in the middle of it. It's just like ah crap. But uh, we'll power through. We'll be back with you guys next week. But more importantly, check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. I am at PDN Trick. And we will be back to you guys next week because this was your 2023 RBC Canadian Open preview. Catch you guys next time.